Atheist Nomads, episode 246, with Twice the Babies. The podcast you're about to listen to includes cursing and talking about hoo-hahs. Please be advised. Welcome to another episode of Atheist Nomads. I am Dustin. Joining me is Lauren. Hello. We've got Kylie. Yeah, she's here. Making periodic noises. <laughs> and Mary is back with Hello. Little Blythe. Hi. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. It's been since before we had babies. Yeah. Has it been that long? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it has. I haven't, uh-huh. I haven't done this since before. Wow. And it was like a while before too, because I got to like a certain point in my pregnancy where I was like, I cannot commit to doing anything that yeah. isn't laying on my couch. So I wasn't doing comedy or anything well, like that. The timing actually ended up being, we had you last on, I think Sorry. it was the second or third to last before Kylie was born. Yeah, you guys and were like that was stocking six weeks up before Blythe was born. So by the time we were back to doing the show, um, you were in like your final week. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because I, I did one like you were like kind of stocking up mm-hmm. podcasts in case the baby showed up. Then you'd have some to. Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember that now. So five ish month, five ish months since I've been on. November was the last time. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> is five months. <laughs> <laughs> Man, time just flies. Uh, not when you're pregnant. Five months of pregnancy was like an eternity. <laughs> it really. <Five> months. <laughs> I was like last year. The entire year was just a wash. Just yeah. like f- forget it. That's how I felt about it too. And was, now I've reached a point where I'm looking back on Facebook memories. It's like a year ago you found out you were pregnant. I'm like, ah, uh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So both babies are getting to the point where they're getting pretty talky, huh? Yeah. Mine is anyway. Now, one thing that's been kind of interesting is uh, one show that I just started listening to just had a new baby, and the first episode where I heard all the baby noises, uh, it was kind of distracting. They were talking about deep, serious things, and it was just kind of pulled me out of the moment. But I was also being super hypercritical of it. In episodes since then, they make a point that the baby is there, and then it's fine. It's weird. Oh, okay. So as long as as a as a listener, you're aware that yeah, there's going to be some background noise. It then it just doesn't bother you as much as yeah. Now there's also possibly a chance that I'm just telling myself that because <laughs> we're doing that to our listeners. You also might be a little more uh, used to baby sounds now too. Yeah, well, definitely. She can definitely start wailing when she wants attention. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and just jump into the news. Uh, oh, before that, um, as if you didn't see the announcement on Facebook or Twitter, um, this was kind of a last-minute decision since I had been hoping to um, get a little bit more lead-up on this. That didn't quite work out. Uh, we're moving back to Thursdays for release. Uh, turns out weekends are actually crazy. Life happens uh, all the time for everyone, and uh, weeknights seem to actually be easier for people to plan for so we're gonna we're gonna go back to doing this um but in the news um first off we've got dave silverman being placed on leave following a complaint oh that that was like a bombshell yeah yeah the news hit today uh we're recording this on tuesday uh american atheists seems like word got leaked out and then they started sending out emails to people to, to members um, letting them know that the board had received a complaint and uh, David had agreed to go on to leave while they investigate. He is going to be cooperating with the investigation. And that is it. And they, that's all we know. That's all we know. A complaint. A complaint. They haven't 
released anything about what they're investigating. Nope. That is, uh, we, we will find that all out later. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. He's really been doing, been doing a lot of, um, public relations stuff mm-hmm. going on every show. We had him on not too long ago. So this has been like, oh man, please don't be sexual harassment. Yeah, I know, please that's don't be sexual harassment. It's like, we're supposed to be the ones who don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> And right after the convention, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really disappointing to hear that something came up, but uh, they'll be investigating, and uh, yeah, we'll find out more later. Hooray for updates. <laughs> and we will definitely talk about it when more news is released. Uh, and for some local news, Idaho State Senator Bob Nonini is running for lieutenant governor and took part in a candidate forum with other candidates on the Cross Politics Show and Podcast, which is a Christian political show. All three candidates agreed that abortion is murder. The host, David Shannon, asked if women who get abortions should get the death penalty. And Wow, no really? Need. He jumped straight to that? Yeah, yeah. Not even a lead up to like... Well, there was a bit more in there while they continued to talk about how abortion is murder. And, and Nonini's response to that question was, yes... There should be no abortion, and anyone who has an abortion should pay. So, obviously, he got quite a bit of backlash for saying that women who get abortions should be executed. And so, he tried to backtrack on Twitter, saying, let me be clear, I have always been a pro-life supporter. That means classifying abortion as murder, and I believe we should consider penalties for individuals involved in these procedures. I never said or agreed the death penalty should be considered. Except he did. He did. He just backpedaled real hard. Yeah. Was my my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see where maybe he had said yes without thinking it through. Where, but... um, <laughs> And then think about but, his audience for a show like that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, that's what... Like, you'd have... You'd feel more comfortable being that extreme in your viewpoint. Well, everybody else here agrees with me, yeah. so I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and just say yeah, yes. Yeah, this is what they... I've got to be the most... When it's that far right, I have to be the most far... The most right person, the far right person in this conversation in order to you stand out. You don't want out. to be, come yep. across and, as a softy, yeah, liberal exactly. Snowflake. And you don't you don't consider about when everyone else is going to hear about what you said. Yeah. And yeah. realize that it's absolutely ludicrous. You know, I watched some of, of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, deposition before Congress, and... One of the things that finally clicked for me while listening to that is the biggest problem with targeted advertising is that the advertisers not only get to pick who their target audience is, but make sure that nobody who isn't their target audience sees that. Um, Zuckerberg has a plan to fix that by making all ads public to everyone if you want to go look at it. What nobody Nonini, wants to look at ads, but I guess that's a yeah, step in the right direction. It's at least to provide some transparency so that media groups can go and look for it. Uh, what Nonini failed to take into account, podcasts fall into the same problems as advertisements on radio and TV did. The passerby, somebody flipping through the channels on TV or flipping through stations on on the radio, not your target audience can hear you say something terrible and take you to account for it. With a podcast, yeah. people might stumble on it, and there are also people who love to listen to shows they disagree with. Yeah, yeah, this is certainly a, a sick joy in listening to stuff that you love to hate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do it. Just like, I like to get riled up sometimes. Occasionally. It's rare. <laughs> but turn on the AM radio yeah. a bunch oh of times just yep. to see what they... Uh-huh. 
what's going on in uh at least last time uh this may not be current but sam mulvey for at least a long time mostly listened to conservative am radio or conservative political or christian podcasts or conspiracy theorist podcasts because he wanted to hear the crazy from the crazies before talking about the crazy it makes yeah, I respect sense. that. Yeah. 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 It takes a certain uh, constitution to be able to, to do that, which I do not have. Now, for those of you outside of Idaho who think a statewide candidate uh, would even risk saying that women who get abortions should be executed, need to keep in mind, we have a candidate for governor every single time who legally changed his name to pro-life. Oh, good old pro-life. At it again. Wah, wah. And speaking of running for governor, we've got Harley Brown. Who Harley Brown! Keeps running. We love Harley Brown. He is good fodder. This isn't, this isn't uh, pro-life, but this is somebody who is quite pro-life and uh, makes for lots of interesting material. He's known for tough talk, dark humor, and foul language. And in an on-the-air confrontation on the radio uh he went ahead and explained why he's running again again yes and uh he said for proof he has a 1997 notarized statement from a bishop in kenya confirming that quote god did indeed tell harley d brown that he would make him the commander-in-chief and since god wants him to be president he's running for governor and in Kenya. every year runs for something. This time it's Idaho governor. He did actually try to run for president, didn't he? Yeah. He was like one of those really weird fringe. Weird fringe candidates that didn't make it on very many ballots because. He did make it into the news though because he's crazy. Yeah. Good old Harley. But in Idaho, he will get to be in the debate and um, probably get mocked on the BBC. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen again. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun. I, I suspect the 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 Republican campaign for the, the Republican primaries for Idaho governor are going to provide us with plenty of fodder because, well, yeah, we've got a guy named Pro Life. We've got a guy who said that God wants him to be president, and that's why he keeps running. And we've got little. He's yeah. actually one of the saner choices. Uh huh. Yeah, he's going to win. We're going to go from having Butch to going to little. Yeah. yeah. Who's just a little butch. Uh-huh. And yes, we are making fun of with people's names, but they they fit. <laughs> uh and was also part of the the naming of the little bitch otter fear during the last uh governor's race. Uh they got the little from from Brad Little. It was pretty good. Yeah. Well, it was an IPA. So the beer wasn't the all joke, that good, was but the joke was good. It was highbrow yeah. humor. Kind of. It was good, and I'm I'm fairly certain it was good for that brewery's uh, pockets. Cause that, oh, yeah. Did you guys go to that uh, release party? Uh, no, we didn't. No, we, we didn't got there that. like two hours after it started, and they were way sold out. <laughs> like, way sold out. The, the place was packed. Like, the line was around the block. Mm. No oh, beer man. left. Uh, wow. Okay, next up, we have a crazy Mormon sex scandal. Again. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this time it was... I'm excited to see which one we're about to talk about. Sexual assault 
allegation against the former president of the Missionary Training Center, Joseph Bishop. Wow, can you get any more of a Mormon name than that? I know. Yeah. (laughs) So, in response to this, a church employed, well, not employed, church contracted uh, lawyer put together a full dossier on the woman who had made the accusation. They... Yeah, like, but like months before it came, or several weeks at least before it was even released. Like they knew this was coming. And instead of being like, let's investigate Uh these terrible crimes, like let's make this, let's instead make this woman. Yeah. So they got everything on her criminal record, alleged false allegations she's made in the past, job she's lost, her temple record, uh, all of her church records were included. She was 17 when this happened. Yeah. So then, to make it matters worse, the lawyer then sent this dossier to a number of other lawyers involved in the case, the people the accusations have been made against, and his son, who was also his lawyer, uh, Greg Bishop. And Greg Bishop then sent this to Channel 2 News in Salt Lake City. What, did, what was he hoping to get out of that? Slandering and discrediting a woman who had made an accusation against his father. But that backfires terribly when you victim blame like that. Yeah. Yeah. As they now I, know. And I don't, I get the like instinct, like you don't want to believe something that bad about somebody you care about, like your dad, you don't want to, you don't, but at the same time, like obviously it happened and like stay neutral at the very least. Mm-hmm. Don't, because he also came, I think is the same son who came out and said that his dad didn't, it did, the admission didn't count, the recording didn't count because his dad was on heart medication that made him admit things. Did you hear about this part? Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, his, they said <laughs> something like, uh, the heart medication my dad is on makes him say things. It was like, the heart medication is on makes him admit to rape, like, or molestation, I guess, is what he uh, admitted to. Sexual assault. Sexual assault, the, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think so, because you have a lot of people in their 70s and 80s out announcing they'd done things they hadn't done if that's how it worked. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, no, clearly what, what was intended was, yeah, they knew that there would be a public backlash from non-Mormons. And in Salt Lake City, there are a Mormon. lot of non-Mormons. I think they were hoping that if they could paint this woman as being bad, that obviously she's the one to blame, not his dad. Yeah, was, I, well, that doesn't. I mean, may, I mean maybe it would work. Yeah, she may have. Maybe it would work with some people, but you think so if you break, law. break that down logically, like how bad does somebody have to be? How bad, like I say in quotations, for it to be okay for somebody else to assault them? Like, was it to discredit the assault because he admitted to that, or was it to make it seem like assaulting her wasn't that big of a deal because of her yeah. past mistakes? Because that's what it seems like. Uh-huh. And that's crazy. Like, if you logically, like, nobody and, would and really. And it's not like you can count anything that happened after her, she turned 17, because. It had already happened. Because, yeah, that. It, Unless it, you're just wanting to discredit her as a person and turn juries against her so that. I just don't see that flying. They won't find him guilty. Yeah, but there are a lot of, lot of stupid people out there. Yep. Who would, who would go for that. And Salt Lake, what would you say? With you, with your uh, from your time in the in the Mormon Church, former head of the missionary training center, you think he'll get off? I 
probably, but not just because it's Salt Lake and he's Mormon, but that just seems to be the trend for people who commit sexual assault lately. And True. Um, I think it probably helps that he's in Salt Lake and he's Mormon, but um, I, I, I wouldn't I say that's the, the only... I was thinking of any place in Utah, Salt Lake is probably where he has the hardest uh, case. That's probably true. There's there, there's a larger pool of, of non-Mormons in Salt Lake City concentrated proper than just about the rest of the state. Now, I'm going to guess, based on his time at the MTC, that he was probably down in the Ogden, where BYU is, because it's right by BYU. I think that's Ogden. Ogden, Orem. that sounds right. No, it's Orem. Ogden's no, north. It's, um, or is Orem the one that's north? Come on. Starts with a P. Provo. Provo. Thank you. Yes. Provo. I'm going to guess he's probably down in Provo. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah right here in the article. Um, yeah, he's probably going to get They would have sent this to a news channel in Salt Lake because that's where the media comes from. Oh, yeah. This will be interesting. And along similar lines, you know, creepy Mormons being creepy, uh, there was a large march in Salt Lake City with people calling for the end to Mormon bishops doing private interviews with children about sex. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my gosh. One of those things, like I was raised Mormon and I uh, fully left the church. I was like 21, 22 when I was like fully out. I'm still technically a member. Like I haven't done all that work just because it sounds like work. Um, <laughs> there are lawyers who will help. Yeah, I know that you can go like there's like websites where you can go and you just give them your name mm-hmm. and they do the whole thing for you. But part of me is like, I don't want them to know that they got to me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that I care that much about their they don't bug me anymore. They never come around. But I don't know. I probably will eventually I, get I my name, t- my name taken, taken out of the records. But if you don't, they'll count you until you're. 110. Seriously? Yeah. That's what? how they hyperinflate their numbers. They count members yeah. from birth at your naming they, to 110. There's a lot of super shady ways they inflate their numbers. Like <laughs> they just like give people free meals to baptize them yeah. in like their world countries and then count them. Yeah. They count like they they'll count pretty much anybody as one of their it's shady. They're shady. But as far as the the interview goes, that was one of those things where I was like 25 or 26 where one day it occurred to me, I was like, that was weird. That was a weird thing that I did every six, I think it's like every six months or anytime I got a calling from the time I was 12 to the time I left the church. So a couple times a year, starting at 12, that a middle-aged man would ask me if I was sexually pure, which usually stopped at that but it was at the discretion of the leader i was talking to as much as as mm-hmm. far as what they how deep they wanted to dive into that wow which for the most part in my case was not very deep and when i turned 12 my dad was my bishop which was especially uncomfortable <laughs> but also especially lucky because uh-huh. you know it could have been some weirdo yeah that yeah. um but but that only lasted a couple years and then it was another bishop and um but yeah, it didn't occur to me until I was in my like late twenties that that is a really bizarre. And what other context would you be okay? Would my parents have been okay with that? With a forty-something-year-old yeah. man asking me if I masturbate? A, it's absolutely yeah. insane. A, and a person who has zero training. Mm-hmm. And in some of these cases training. where they do go deeper, like you said, um, it gets into some incredibly invasive details. Yeah, like. 
Oh, uh, it not it's not just oh if you masturbate, it's how. It's like oh man, dude, really? You're gonna ask some twelve year old girl how she masturbates? Like you want deets? Which I I feel like if because of my experience where it didn't the questions weren't that invasive, even though I know a lot with for a lot of people they were. I feel like because the standard of the church is not necessarily to get that invasive, they leave it up to the leader. Mm-hmm. That if you are, you are a creep. Like you are, there is something yeah. that you get off on if you're if you're. Yeah. wanting to dig that deep when you don't have to for this That's, this article in the salt lake tribune they talked to uh a woman who outlined the exact questioning from the last time she got it because she stopped going after this she was 18 years old her boyfriend had been in the bishop's office for his questioning a week or two before and so she sat down and he started with some of the normal questions and then moved on to, what time of night do you kiss? Where do you go with your boyfriend? Are you sitting up or laying down? Was any clothing off? And then she asked if she, he asked if she was surprised by what happens when boys orgasm. What? Yeah. She, by 18, I hope she wasn't surprised, but. <laughs> I, I'm, that is just a bizarre That's a question. Weird question. That's a really weird question. I. You didn't ask her how do you feel about it. it yeah, was more how do you surprise? Uh huh. Yeah, this guy is getting his jollies on. Yeah, for sure, getting the details. Because that's not even a good question for if you're trying to use a kind of using some reverse psychology to get the answer. You know, very leading questions to just get an easy yes, as opposed to forcing the person to just say say what was what's happening. It doesn't even seem like that because it's just bizarre. Super. It's just weird. Yeah. It is. And I'm glad that these guys are being called out for it because this yeah. has been going on for ever. Forever. And um, I think that most people were in the position and probably still are in the position that I was in where because it was so much a part of the culture and like the day to day, you know, like it's just what you did. that You didn't realize it was inappropriate unless you remove yourself or somebody points it out you don't realize that that is incredibly inappropriate um, to be, to be doing. Yeah. So hopefully this, this hopefully this highlights it for people who wouldn't necessarily um, have thought that it was under other circumstances. Yeah. Kind of, kind of pull back the veil. A little yeah. Bit. And realize that it's, it's like other people don't do this. You know that, right? Yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't, isn't healthy. Normal. It isn't normal. It's. But one of the things that kind of jumped out at me when I was I was reading about this was yeah these are these bishops are amateurs. I I have had more training in how to be a pastor than any Mormon bishop has. Yeah, that's um. So the what was the there's another thing. Oh, so this kind of falls into the same category of all the bishops that came out recently were telling women to stay in abusive marriages yeah and it's the same i think it's the same thing you're not a trained counselor mm-hmm. you're not and what people what what the LDS people always say is they're like well they're they're called of god they're inspired by god they have you know that's what they're that's where their training comes from is, is the inspiration from god but then you have people like this bishop guy who was called of god and assaulting people mm-hmm. so like where how yeah. do you know that the, that this one is one of yeah. the good ones that oh, was called well, of God. He wasn't really called to God. He just yeah. thought he was. Yeah, so that what? was that no. was one that was just 
there was a reason for that one or whatever. And how do you know it's not, there's not a reason for this one. And he's not in there mm-hmm. being inappropriate with children. Cause that's yeah. what they are. I mean, the Mormon church is like, yeah, you're accountable at eight and you basically start doing like all your grown up things at 12, but they're, they are legally and morally, in my opinion, they're children. Mm-hmm. 12 years old is a child. And yeah. yeah. And Mormons are proud of the fact they don't have professional clergy in a normal church. Before you get into even remotely a position where something like that might come up, you've gone through four years of your undergrad studying it, three years of graduate school, and at least two years being supervised by a senior pastor before you're set out on your own. Nine years of preparation for a bishop one day. God has called you. And a handbook. Uh, basically that, like you get God, God called you to this position. Here's the handbook. <laughs> Here's your pamphlet. Move along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, follow these these certain guidelines. But again, the guidelines obviously aren't clear enough. If some bishops are just like, hey, are you morally clean? And some bishops are like, how do you masturbate? Like, there's obviously a breakdown. Mm-hmm. The, um, the pamphlet isn't clear enough. <laughs> yeah. If that's what's going on. That or we just have an instance of middle-aged men abusing their power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which which wouldn't be the first time. No, which would be we've been seeing a lot of. So this was definitely the right time for this. Yeah, I think that between that and the um, the telling women to stay with their abusive husbands and also the timeliness of this this bishop case, the assault case, hopefully it makes them reevaluate the way they do some things. But that's sort of the my experience with the Mormon church is. This is how things happen with them. They are never on the forefront of social change. They claim to be the, you know, the true church and they have all of these dark things in their past, like racism mm-hmm. and all of that. And they're like, well, we, the world just wasn't ready for that. It's like, well, you're always the last people. You always get dragged kicking and screaming behind mm-hmm. social change. You're never on the forefront. So this is going to be one of those instances where they're going to fight this and fight this and fight this until the whole world is against them. Yeah. Um, and now, they have to make the changes in order to stay remotely relevant. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, what we have since seen is that they weren't actually all that far behind society on racism. Uh, they just missed that you weren't supposed to admit that you're a racist or say racist things in public because um, that wasn't okay from about 1970 to 2016. Unfortunately, times have changed. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, on that there. note, we're going to take a break. <laughs> We love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com, tweet us at atheistnomads, send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash atheistnomads, or better yet, call us and leave us a message at 541-203-0666. We might even play it on the show. You can also help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast directory of choice. Social scientists Andrew Whitehead, Joseph Baker, and Samuel Perry did an article for the journal Sociology of Religion on Trump and Christian nationalism. Hot topic. What they have found is that your view on whether or not Christian is, or the United States is a Christian nation, and more importantly, whether or not it should be a Christian nation, is what determines how likely somebody was to vote for Trump. And this held across party lines. Oh, wow. Democrats who believe that the U.S. is and should be a Christian nation were three times more likely to vote for Trump than Democrats who didn't think the U.S. is a Christian nation. 
And the same was true for Republicans, although a little bit stronger on the Republican side. Like, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I am. So yeah. I'm, I'm shocked that Trump was able to move that many people. Especially since he is... Not religious. Likely the first non-Christian president we've had since, what, John Adams? Yeah. Well, you think that part of this has to do with, there's this pretty common, like, part of Christian ideology that the second coming happens at the end of the world, and uh, Trump is most likely to be the kind of president who would bring on an end of world type, like, you know, usher that in, not that they really probably consciously looked at it like, oh, he's going to end the world, but because of his, his stance on things and his willingness to, I guess, his lack of diplomacy, almost. Is like, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I'm trying to now, communicate the, that well, but one of the things that they, they point out in this article is that Pence was definitely an important part in that because Christians, especially Christian Dominionists, love Pence, and they all figured and probably have gotten Pence calling the shots while Trump is the figurehead, spending all of his time on Twitter and golfing. Yeah, actually, pay, spending most of his time playing golf. He golfs, eat McDonald's, uh, watches Fox News, and tweets. That's basically about all he does. It's that's that's not being president, which means somebody is actually doing the job of president, and it's not Trump. Yeah. Uh, so they well, may was, have gotten exactly what they wanted. I was also wondering yeah. if maybe it was because the Republican Party itself was building up the pro-Christian demographic so strongly, and then when Trump swooped in at the end and got. The um, Republican nomination, maybe he just took, he just jumped on that train and rode it. That's quite possible. You know, when you look at the the actual Where people were just they were they were more conservative and Republican than they were anti yeah Trump. But even in the primaries, didn't evangelicals like overwhelmingly support Trump over any other any of the other Republican mm, candidates? No, like if it, didn't everyone expect Cruz to be like the evangelical guy and then. And most Trump. most of the big name evangelicals backed Cruz, but I'm talking more like your average evangelical, yeah, that's person possible. in the yeah. That was my understanding, but I don't hmm. have anything to back that up. That's just what I understood yeah. to have happened. That it would they, that it was a surprise that Cruz did not do better amongst evangelicals. Hmm. Now I think some of that could also just end up being that evangelicals aren't actually. Like the the hardcore evangelicals aren't actually that bit big of a voting block, uh, so that might not have been all that huge at that point, but definitely was later. Um, but Trump successfully got Christian nationalists, evangelicals, many of whom are Christian nationalists, the alt right, and blue collar workers. And what's even more incredible is the fact that he won not by getting more votes, but by getting. By Hillary not getting her voters. Uh, Which was the plan all along. That's where yeah. the whole crooked Hillary thing came from. and That's where all the Russian, Russian trolls, what they were doing was getting people who would have voted for Hillary to not vote. And they did a really good job with that. And making sure that anybody who might vote for Trump in those three groups I just mentioned, make sure they are angry and going out to vote. And it, it worked. Yeah. Uh, but... One thing also interesting with this uh, this article is they covered that Dominionists don't care about democracy. It's actually against what they want. What they're wanting is like 
than American Taliban. So somebody who is anti-democratic, an authoritarian type, whether that person is actually giving you what you want or not is what you want because that's getting you one step closer to being able to get rid of the Constitution and do what you want. Yeah, I can see that. It's um, yeah, I guess it's easier to be the second the second group mm-hmm. than the first group. Yeah, to take over in that kind of sense. The first dictator often has a short life. The second dictator usually lasts decades. Yeah, that's messed up. But that's super terrifying. Because you need the first coup to overthrow the government, and then you need the second to get rid of the corrupt people who overthrew the government. Yeah, bring a little, <laughs> bring some stability back. Yeah, that's super scary. So, with uh, the Trump administration, with their plans to provide religious protections for healthcare workers, uh, New York has threatened to sue if this happens. Oh, good for them! Yeah, and they aren't the only state. Um, a number of states have come out very strongly against this, but New York is the one that has actually said that they will sue. Uh, and of course, as a reminder, the plan is for the Department of Health and Human Services to create a new division in their civil rights office that will be dedicated to protecting healthcare workers' religious and moral opposition to certain procedures. Ugh, can you hear my eyes rolling? And then defunding most of the rest of that civil rights office. I know. I feel bad for the whole three people in that supply closet who work in the civil (laughs) rights office. So is it just that they can uh, not do certain procedures if it's against their religion? Or can they deny health care to certain people if it's against? The goal is to make it so that any health care worker of any kind who refuses service on moral or religious grounds cannot be punished by their employer. I feel like there cannot be that many doctors who feel that way about what they do. This you would apply I mean? to doctors, like, nurses, pharmacists, registration. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah, I guess it does. Co- I mean, it does cover a wide group of people. Yeah, but hopefully, those people aren't getting into that kind of work to be. There's just enough of them to have already caused some problems. So. Mostly it's the people who are the heads of the healthcare organizations who are then making rules that trickle down to everybody mm-hmm. else. So even though Dustin is a, a non-believer, he works for a Catholic hospital, and so he has to follow their rules. Oh, yes. And if somebody over his head were to determine, make a rule about something, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything about it. Have you run into any of this in what you do so far, no. or is it no, not had any issue? Uh, no issues at all, other than... The annoying daily prayer and the announcement email and reflections wasting time at the start of every meeting. Uh, often those reflections are religious and a few awkward meetings just in general. Uh, but overall, no, it hasn't been much of a problem. In fact, they're, they've got a big push on like they're now making every patient coming into the hospital sign a acknowledgement that they understand that they cannot be refused admission because of discriminatory reasons. And there's a huge push for training and awareness of the staff that you cannot deny admission. Well, good. Hopefully most most organizations go that direction instead of... Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have a legislature that just passed a law that forces doctors to lie to women that if they have started the two-pill abortion you know, pill thing, that they can quit halfway. So, I mean, it's a give and take. It's... All of those Catholic organizations, you know, they they 
they are making some decisions that are that are affecting people and uh these this we need to protect against that even if it doesn't happen very often like you should be criminally charged if you give somebody bad or incorrect not bad incorrect medical Purpose. advice Purpose- purposefully incorrect, incorrect medical advice because which, of um, political reasons which has as or religious religion. around abortion happens all the time all the time women get bad information every to single pregnancy emergency pregnancy center that's out there what do they call those um, crisis pregnancy crisis centers. pregnancy yeah. centers 99 percent of them are religious based that are giving misinformation to women <laughs> to steer them away from getting abortion the, pretty much the only ones that aren't religiously based or is planned parenthood and, and then around the rest of the Northwest, you've got Providence and Peace Health, both Catholic, um, running most of the healthcare organizations in Oregon and Washington. Yeah, it's it's big, and yeah, and it's real. We know yeah. Trinity Health has done stuff in Michigan that has caused um, women to have have some serious problems. I'm not sure if anybody's died as a result, but I know women have been injured. As a result of their anti-abortion stance. The the death was in Phoenix at a oh. Catholic hospital. Uh, well, I don't know the details of that. What happened That there? one was a woman who was mid-miscarriage, uh, but there was still a fetal heartbeat, so they refused to do the DNC. The, there was a shift change. The next doctor came on and was going to do it. An administrator called the bishop. The bishop called the hospital and said, do not do that. Discharge her. They discharged her. By the time she went back, the infection she'd picked up was so bad that she died. See, those people should be held criminally responsible yeah, for that. If yep. you was the bishop ever brought outrageous. up in charges, or was that just no. a, it? Went, it changed so many hands that they didn't blame anybody. The only thing that happened was a lawsuit. That's not enough. No, no, not in that case. When, when if if you are if you want to claim to be pro life. Once a miscarriage has started, you want to make sure that woman survives and is as healthy as possible. Because A, that is your patient. And if you want more babies in the world, she can't make more babies if she's dead. Not to mention she has a life, too. Like, she uh-huh. is also a life if you're pro-life. Yeah. Let's protect that one as well. It's just so infuriating. Mm-hmm. that it's. I think that the, the issue here is that they they cannot admit that there is any amount of gray area in the in the pro life movement. If they do, mm-hmm. then I they think they think it'll just spiral into women having abortions willy nilly, which is like just not how it works at all. Like it's um, all it takes. There is, is some gray one area. Teenager to post something on Facebook saying, "Oh, I had an abortion this weekend. Yeah, it was great or something," and and it just makes them reinvigorated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. Dude, they're eating Tide Pods, too. That's just, yeah. let it go. Let it. And it's just one of those portions, one of those issues where I'm like, it's so easy to admit there's some gray areas there. Like, yeah. there, there's some gray areas. Why don't we areas. have some like, actual discussion? Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about Dialogue. those gray areas and try and yeah. eliminate the need well, for birth control. Fuck the patriarchy. Those. Yeah. Burn it down. Maryland and actually Oregon as well have both passed new bills banning gay conversion therapy for minors. All right. Good. Oh my gosh, that is such a backwards, medieval thing to have in the world. Mm-hmm. It is. It's. It's gross. It's terrible. Yeah. It's evil. It's harmful. It's evil. It's been proven over and over that it is psychologically damaging. 
at best. It doesn't work. And it doesn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. That yeah. It does Despite not. Despite what Pence might say. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was really interesting with the Maryland one was it passed the House 95 to 27. Woohoo, landslide. One of the people sponsoring this bill was a member of the legislature whose parents had sent her to gay conversion therapy when she was a kid. And so she told them about the pain she went through. Well, before the bill got to the House, her father, a state senator, had voted against the bill. Uh, wow. That's going to make Thanksgiving real yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's going to be really uncomfortable. <laughs> My guess is that they don't have a great relationship yeah. as it is. Yeah, that's true. You know, you if, know that's kind of a... If he sent her to gay conversion therapy mm-hmm. and... Yeah. Refuses to that's, acknowledge her pain. Yeah. Which is ex- basically what that yeah. is. Yeah. Well wow. said. That's exactly what it is. Not only does he refuse to acknowledge it, but will get on a, in a public forum mm-hmm. and say, I don't acknowledge my daughter's pain. Yep. That's, that's wonderful. Oh, Major and Dillweed. It's worth noting, Megan Seminaire is a Republican. When she was speaking out about this, she said the issue is not about Republicans or Democrats, nor conservatives or liberals. It's not about religious values. It's about basic human decency. It's about the fact that it's impossible to fix something that was never broken in the first place. Good for her. Yeah. Because she's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When it comes to torturing young minds, uh, everybody should be on board on preventing that. It's amazing how many people come out of the woodwork to defend those kind of practices. Yeah. And you just look at them and you're like, are you, are you human? What is wrong with you? Well, it's, it's in the same, I think it's like, kind of in the same category as those Mormon bishop interviews where it's like, why, in what other circumstance would you be okay with your minor, with a minor, your minor child being immersed in sexual conversation with adult people Mm -hmm. like that, like being surrounded by that sexual conversation and somebody diving like really deep into their sexuality when it's just developing when they're as, Mm -hmm. as adolescents, it's inappropriate. It's incredibly inappropriate. And not, I mean, not only just damaging, but you wouldn't ever let that happen in any other context. But for some reason, when religion gets its hands in it, it suddenly becomes appropriate. And Seminaire's, her story was that she told her parents as a teenager that she liked both boys and girls. So they tried to get her gay conversion therapist. So it's not like she was actually even dating anybody yet. She was just like, "I I think I like boys and girls. And they're like, well... Yes, yep. we better go brainwash you. Yeah. Oh, and it was Washington, not Oregon. That was the other one that had, had uh, banned this. And in oh, both okay. cases, it's um, their bans against licensed therapists trying to change a minor's sexual orientation. So it's a, a licensing restriction that doesn't prevent ministers who are not licensed by the state. Right. This doesn't prevent anything. parents from sending their kids off to some some quack some quack in the woods for. A couple weeks. Uh, And there are, this makes Maryland the 12th state to pass some kind of law like this. Uh, California, Oregon, District of Columbia were all previously um, had made moves like this. So we've now got... Not surprising. Yeah. So we've now got it illegal on the entire West Coast and a big chunk of the East Coast. Probably it'll spill over into... Into Idaho. It's middle America that's we're the hard always, one yeah. to win over. At least we're kind of, we border those. Yeah, we those won't states. even allow K 
cancer kids to have CBD oil. So I don't think, <laughs> you know, there's just some things that you can't, you can't depend on neighbors. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Now we're surrounded too. Like, uh-huh. Now I've depressed everybody. We still can't get it get it done in Idaho. Uh huh. Yeah, Oregon, Washington, and Nevada. So three of these states' neighbors, Colorado, all have legal. Colorado doesn't have a border with us. Not quite. going through my. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's just slightly. Yeah, we got a corner. We got a corner. No, that's it's, Utah. Yeah, Utah eats up the entire corner. This is my public. Let me look at your map over here. <laughs> A world, right. world map Colorado. from 1876. Got, it still looks about the same. Yeah, yeah. Montana, neither Montana or Wyoming. But yeah. we still we we still got a good chunk of the northwest all around us. Yeah, so half of the the states all to the west ish um, all have legal marijuana. Montana has medical marijuana, and it's Wyoming and Utah that still don't. Uh, but as a result of some of those rules, the little town of Huntington in eastern Oregon, about an hour and a half drive from Boise, uh, Business has had is booming. a booming, yeah, like they're able to rebuild their school because of all the extra money they have coming in from all of a Which sudden so awesome. having so tax revenue. It's You're like, so your good. kids have textbooks, have a new school, <laughs> you can have individual lockers. <laughs> it's like throwing money at kids. <laughs> Weed money, yay! Uh, I yeah. had a, my co- one of my coworkers brothers, his daughter is like two now. Um, when she was first born, she's having seizures, like they couldn't figure out oh. what it was. And it turned out she had some very rare genetic disease and um, this would have helped. And so he was like, now I'm in this position where I can either move to Oregon and commute an hour and a half to work or I can drive to Oregon and get it and risk losing my kid and mm-hmm. go into like that's a not a good position to be right. in. You should yeah. not have to make yeah. that. And and the police are constantly toting how how amazing they are whenever they bust people who are bringing drugs across the border. I'm like, yeah, there are other things you should be focusing right. on. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of other things. They got stuff going on. Just to, I have to paint a quick picture here. Um Blythe is is just resting on mary's chest she looks like she's passed out but every once in a while you hear these little <laughs> and it's just adorable uh, those are the cute little noises that you might be able to hear in your headphones right now uh matt barber who is a right-wing anti-lgbt uh christian blowhard thinks that jesus advocated for the second amendment pretty sure jesus had no idea what the hell that even was I just love it when religious people That's really great. stretch, like really n- just totally miss the mark on anything that Jesus said. Like Second Amendment. I've heard them say that too. Jesus was a proponent of the Second Amendment. Jesus was pro uh, self-sufficiency. That's why we don't give. Pretty sure that that's not what Jesus was about. Mm-hmm. He wasn't about guns and stiffing the poor. No, there, there, there was <laughs> the Pretty much line. the opposite, yeah. actually. There was the line about... If you have a sword, carry it. If you don't, sell your cloak and buy one. Um, that was probably written in by somebody who was angry and disturbed later. Or, uh, But even where it fits in the story is right before the end. Like right before the, the Last Supper type time period. Um, most of what he had to say along those lines, turn the other cheek. That's not very yeah, second that was, amendment. Yeah, that was the kind of the big one too. Turn the other cheek. Uh, the Bible has... Wonderful lines about beating your swords into plowshares. Yeah. 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 
And the head of the Southern Baptist Convention has resigned, both from his position as pastor of his church and from being president of the Southern Baptist Convention, because of a, quote, inappropriate relationship. (laughs) Sex scandal. Sex scandal. Sex scandal. scandal. God, a part of me is glad that these are all being called out, and then the other part of me is horrified that everybody is involved in a sex scandal. Right? Kylie just grabbed the mic. <laughs> Kylie, can I have that back, please? No. Let go. Let go. Oh, God. She wants to talk on the ah. microphone. There we go. Okay. Yeah, but I know what you mean, Lauren. I'm like, is everyone... I feel like at this point, it's just everyone in a position I'm like, of I'm power. I'm looking at Dustin. I'm like, yeah. Thinking about my dad. People? Did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about some random dude on the street. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. No one's safe. I mean, it, it, that is how it feels. It's just so common, like, to hear about it now. It feels like every dude in a position of power is being inappropriate mm-hmm. at this point. Inappropriate. Yeah. It's just a matter of, yeah. of have they been caught or not. Oh, and heck, it, even if you just look at dudes in power, have they done something inappropriate in the last five years? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that we're, we're not talking about things they did when they were stupid and inexperienced or drunk at 20 yeah. or on cocaine in the 80s yeah, like we're talking all of these are very recent events like it's still going on yeah and like you're talking about men else in their 40s 50s and 60s it's like you don't have it together yet like mm-hmm. you can't control your libido at that point in your life never had to before why should he start now? i guess that's that's yeah. true that's kind of the standard that is i think that's pretty much the problem and every single one of these um, Republicans that have come out against uh, laws to help protect victims, all I could think of was like, oh my God, you're a rapist and you know it and you're trying to protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah. now convinced that 90% of our legislature, both Republican and Democrat, are rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they talk, I'm like, rapist, uh, eh, rapist. <laughs> going back to the way back to the Roy Moore story, uh, one thing that was actually a little bit refreshing about that one is that was all stuff from like 40 years ago. Oh, that's true. That was At one of the few. At least that one. But he was also the district attorney. Yeah. Not the I'm just saying Batman wouldn't have put up with that. Oh, man. Yeah. And also, it's like, what else has he done in the last 40 years? Probably some stuff. At the, you know what I mean? Like, if this you're going to do that. I know about. Yeah, that's just the stuff that came out. Yeah. But you know that, that there's more. There's more. Because. But people, I love it though. People are that, like that, aren't like that once. I'm, yeah, and I'm you hearing know? people's like, oh, it just happened the one time when he was young. I'm like, I know a lot of guys and almost all women who didn't. Yeah. So why is this excusable? And he was like 30. He was my age. Okay, mm-hmm. like, there's no excuse. Like, he wasn't 19 Being dating 17 year olds. He was, it would be like me dating a 14 me dating somebody my stepdaughter's age like that's yeah. that's the equivalent gross inappropriate and gross and unappealing mm-hmm. like burn it down or, yeah don't just and uh, you know nobody should nobody should have to tell you that's inappropriate too <laughs> like just they're assume. like oh he didn't know it was a different time like no it's never a different time it's, it's always inappropriate been, it's <laughs> always been gross it's always been gross you've all we've always known 30 and 14 is too big of an age. <laughs> plus plus or minus seven rule. You got to just, just go with that. Half plus seven. Half plus seven rule. Because plus or minus seven that can doesn't still make be sense. really creepy. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's get, take our last break. 
Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by listeners just like you. You can find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com slash atheistnomads. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash atheistnomads. Children from a Muslim family of Somali origin in Britain called the authorities on their parents over repeated abuse, isolation from the surrounding community, including the rest of the Somali refugee community, and attempts to turn the kids into extremists. They even went as far as to make them watch an ISIS beheading video. That is messed up. That is messed up. How old was the youngest? It's like nine or something. Insane. Looking up the answer. Ten. Ten. Ten-year-old showing him a be- the, ISIS beheading video. And they called the and, cops on the parents. Yeah. Is what I good, good job for yeah. them. Oh, yes. I missed that, that final, the, the clincher, the whole, yeah. They called the cops and the kids were removed from the home because. That's yeah, messed up. You don't try to indoctrinate your children into the Islamic State. <laughs> and it's that's so easily, oh. they so easily could have. Because kids, like, when you're nine and ten, you listen to your parents. You assume they wouldn't lead you astray. Right. So good for those kids who are like recognizing this is messed up. Apparently, the ten year old was super traumatized. Yeah, uh, be traumatizing. I Where bet did... the siblings saw that and then reacted, and they're like, "Wait, this isn't right." Oh yeah, yeah. You don't traumatize somebody's younger sibling and get away with it, even if you're mm-hmm. the parent, especially if you're the parent. Yeah, it totally is when the youngest or one of the youngest is or most vulnerable is the one getting it. That's when the oldest finally will stand up it happens time and time again because when it's just you you're tough you can handle it but when it's your little brother or little sister yeah yeah that's, that's when you true. stand up and start throwing punches or calling the cops uh the oldest was 18 which is why we'll only ever have one child so that she'll always believe everything <laughs> i tell her <laughs> broccoli is good for you <laughs> good for your colon uh a south african mm-hmm. pastor who, uh, well, he really liked music and, and singing. And so he would, members of his church would, uh, find girls that were really good at singing. And then he would try to coach them and give them music lessons and move them into his home. (laughs) And then one of the women in the house would have them go take a bath and then get into his bed and he would rape them. And then at the end, pray. Forgive us of our sins, our sins, and wash us with the blood of Jesus Christ. And then rinse and repeat. Right, because it's a clean slate every time. Yeah. You don't Messed have to be a, up. Yeah, you don't have to be accountable if you can just like, say sorry. I understand. Then... Most Christians understand that that's not what that means. That's yeah. not how that works. You have to stop sinning in, for all future instances. Mm-hmm. But there are a few people out there who are like, nope, clean slate. I can do whatever I want again. Mm-hmm. It's messed up. I think it's people who have that kind of evil in them anyway. I think, like, who would be... It's just their way of justifying to, it. ...prone to do those kinds of things to people. They, I think they, they're they attracted to those kinds of religions because it's like, well... Mm-hmm. Freebies. Freebies, yeah. Yeah, so... They're gross. One of these girls, who now is 22, joined the church at 13, and he took her in at 14. Ugh. Ugh. Just didn't even wait a year. Uh, this is all coming to light because this church has come and this pastor have come under the under the attention of the Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious, and Linguistic Communities in South Africa. Oh, 
And so they have interviewed three of this pastor's victims. Wow. That's. Yeah. He is. Uh, I can totally see some grad student student going off to Africa to help preserve cultures that are on the verge of dying and doing interviews on all these little churches and say, discovering something like that and going, oh my God, my life is a lie. (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Although this commission is a government entity. Yeah. They use grad students and interns all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. Same principle though. Like you would totally change the feeling on the work you were doing to uncover something that terrible. Oh yeah. 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 Crazy sex cult like that. In your backyard. They never go. They but never again, really do go away, though. They just reappear in different ways. It's messed up. Yeah. How, like, yeah. how this is happening for years. Mm-hmm. How did one parent, like one mom or dad, not find out and. Or the woman that was prepping them. Or the woman that was prepping I guess when you so strongly believe that somebody. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you believe that somebody is. A prophet. A prophet, or whatever it was she thought he was, then maybe you justify it somehow. You, do. you have to. You have to. You'd go insane. But at least one person. Well, that's how what I thought about the... How one person um, see it for what it was, and... That's what I thought about the gymnastics teams. How is it that all those parents didn't know that that was happening, but that one doctor, Dr. Nassar, mm-hmm. or whatever, is like, mm-hmm. how did that not leak for years? Years and years and years, and yet... They all trusted just, him. Yep. He was he was the best, so they all trusted him. Yeah, setting burn it down. Our our last story is a little bit lighter. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> a ninety three year old avowed atheist reporter in Italy wrote an article about the Pope saying that hell does not exist. I saw something about this across the some 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 news. Uh, what do you call those news aggregation sites? Mm-hmm. And when I first saw it, I was like, well, that sounds like fake news. And then I never thought about it again. And then it was brought up again in this article. And I was like, oh my God, that was fake news. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people got actually thought the Pope said the hell does not exist. Now, according to, to the, the author, uh, Scalafari, he said the Pope said the disappearance of souls exists. Or excuse me, the disappearance of sinful souls exists, meaning kind of more of an Adventist or Jehovah's Witness thought of the wicked just perish, no eternal torment. You're just gone. Uh, now, of course, the Vatican had to go into uh, recovery mode, and <laughs> I can imagine red sirens going off <laughs> in the middle. Of... Oh my gosh! We have another scandal. <sighs> And on uh, Good Friday, they issued a statement saying, what is reported by the author in today's article is the fruit of his reconstruction in in which the precise words uttered by the Pope are not cited. No, no quotations in the aforementioned article then should be construed as a faithful transcription of the words of the Holy Father. And the Pope went on to clarify that, yes, hell does exist. Yeah, no, it was was a bad article. (laughs) He didn't... If you don't even use quotes when you're trying to say the Pope said something, it's like, oh, nobody's going to believe this. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really did, but it caused a hilarious backlash. Well, it, this keeps on happening with this Pope where somebody says something that sounds, says that he said something that sounds really nice and that those of us who aren't crazy religious people can actually get behind. And then 
the Vatican goes into cleanup mode and the Pope issues a correction. I know, like he's yeah. like he's being punished. People really want this Pope to be like the enlightened Pope, like mm-hmm. the Pope who finally gets it. And like, even if he's the best Pope, he's still like just the best Pope. That's still the best he is. Like, yeah. he doesn't have much. He's to... still the tippy top of the turd pile. Exactly. Like he still has some really, really backwards and crummy ideas about the world and the way things should be. Mm-hmm. Stop taking every little thing he says that's remotely enlightened and like, cross-stitching it and hanging it in your living room like it's not you know there there is only one thing that could make him not be bad in my mind and that would be to put a stop to the routine trafficking and hiding and shuffling of pedophile priests if he made it vatican policy that when word comes out that a priest is sexually abusing children that that get turned over to the authorities yeah that if that was all they did and they actually followed through with it. No, oh, that'd be awesome. You get a polish. Because that's like the bare minimum you have to do is protect children from abuse mm-hmm. to be decent. And well, you can't do that, then. And if they stop saying don't use condoms in AIDS epidemic areas, that, that would be another yeah, they, good one. they have a long way to go. Yeah. They've got a long way There's to go. There's a lot of areas they need but to let's, work on. Yeah. Polished turd. <laughs> Still turd. There, there could be a couple things they could. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, anyway. On uh, that note, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been good having you back. Blythe, thank you for being making adorable little sounds and generally (laughs) (laughs) That was well-timed, baby. (laughs) Kylie, thank you for being good. Lauren, thank you for powering through. All right. (laughs) And listeners, remember, not all those who wander are lost. Thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads. You can find show notes and contact information at atheistnomads.com. Follow us on Twitter at Atheist Nomads and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash atheistnomads. Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcatcher of choice. And while you're there, feel free to leave us a review. The music is courtesy of Sturdy Fred. Until next time, this has been the Atheist Nomads.